friends. You're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and thank you so much for joining in again this week. I know I say this like every single episode, but you guys are just the best, and I have gotten so much good feedback and engagement and just so many nice emails and Instagram DMs and all this stuff lately telling me that you love the podcast and that you appreciate what I'm doing. So I appreciate so much when I get that feedback because sometimes it's a little hard to know. You know, I'm sitting in my basement talking to myself when I'm recording the podcast. So it is so nice for me to hear from you guys, to hear that you're listening and that you like it and that you appreciate the information and you're enjoying it. So thank you so much for sending me those DMs and I always love to hear from you. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about the top seven reasons why building an Etsy shop and making this your goal to have a successful Etsy shop can really and truly be the job of your dreams. It is something that is like almost a fairy tale. You are totally in control of what you're doing and where you're going with it and what you want from it. And we are going to talk about all of the reasons that that is possible and all of the reasons that I love Etsy so much because it allows for so many of those things. But first, I want to read the review of the week. I haven't been doing these as consistently because even though I get a lot of reviews on the podcast like pretty frequently or um, regularly, a lot of people don't leave like an actual little snippet for me to read. They just leave the star review. So if you want your review highlighted, you got to leave me something to read. Otherwise, I just wouldn't have a review of the week to read. So today's review of the week comes from Beautiful Chaos Shop. And she says, listening to Lauren is like getting straight and down to earth talk from a fellow mompreneur who has been there and done that. She is the perfect combination of honest, telling shop owners what they probably prefer not to hear, and encouraging. I always leave her podcast feeling like she has given me many helpful and specific action items. Thank you, Lauren, for providing the honest feedback and motivation to keep going. Thank you so much for the review. This um, beautiful chaos shop is someone who I have connected with on Instagram, and I've really appreciated the back and forth that we've had, and it's been so nice getting to know you. So if you want to check out her shop... She makes beautiful fabric, comfy t-shirts and headbands and pocket tees and all kinds of things like that. So if you want to check out her shop, it is Beautiful Chaos Shop and it's S-H-O-P-P-E for shop on Etsy. Thank you again for the review and I really appreciate it. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right in to the meat of the matter today. 
We are going through those seven reasons that Etsy can be your dream job and it can work for you no matter what else you have going on in your life or what season of life you're in. So the first one is it is flexible. It can be a part-time job. It can be a full-time job. It can be side gig money. It could be a supplemental income. It is so flexible dependent on what you want from it. And I think I may have said this in a previous episode, but I'm gonna say it again. Sometimes when I am doing the podcast or doing a live masterclass or whatever, I get people ask me, is this gonna work for me if I don't really want to make a full-time income? Because my whole little shtick is I can help you to go from this side gig to a consistent income. And they have this fear of like, what if it's too much? What if it takes over my life? What if it doesn't allow me to be a stay-at-home mom anymore because I have so many orders and I'm just drowning? And my answer to all of that is always that you are in charge. This is your job. Unlike like something like being an employee of a company or even like a multi-level marketing thing where you have, you know, minimums that you have to sell or quotas that you have to meet or whatever, you're in charge of this. So I have known Etsy shops that will take the whole month of December off. Actually, I'm planning on doing that this um, December. So hopefully let's cross our fingers that I can make that work for me and get myself together in time to be able to be organized enough to make that happen. But I've also seen shops that take the whole summer off when their kids are out of school. It is flexible to what you want from it. And I actually know people, students of mine and friends of mine who say, I only want a part-time income. I don't want it to be a full-time income. I don't want this to be a full-time job or to make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in sales. I want a part-time job. I want something that's consistent, but consistently part-time. And that is the amazing thing about Etsy is that it is so flexible and you're allowed to make those decisions for yourself. And leading into the second point that goes right along with that is that it can ebb and flow with your season of life. It doesn't have to stay in one place. You don't always have to be full-time or always have to be part-time or even always have to be open. I took almost a year off of selling in my shop in 2000 and I guess it was 2014. I took almost a year off when we moved for a really busy assignment that my husband took with the military and we moved cross country from Georgia to California and we were taking some language training classes with the Defense Language Institute and we were in class from like eight to five every single day, Monday through Friday. So there was not really time for me to do my Etsy shop and this was kind of also in the middle of my like sort of burnout from my Etsy shop, which I've talked about in previous episodes. So I closed down my shop, I stored my machines, I actually sold one of my machines, and I put it on vacation mode from, I think, November or December when he got back from Afghanistan until the following September. So it was a long chunk of time. 
And that was fine. You know, it it took a little while after I opened it back up again after vacation mode to get the ball rolling and have consistent sales again or to get back to where I was. But I was okay with that. I needed that time off. I had a lot of things going on in my life. We were gearing up for an overseas move and it was just a lot. So my Etsy shop took a back seat during that time and it was worth it to me to be able to have that time with my family and focused on other things. I also, after I opened it back up after that assignment, um, I was open for about a year and then I took another seven months off after I had a baby. So my baby was born in August. I closed my shop down in July and I didn't open it back up again until February of the following year. So that was like a two year span of time that I was only open for probably, I think right around a year total of that two year span. And that was fine. Like my goals for my shop and my goals for the business had to adjust and my sort of mindset surrounding my goals had to adjust because I was so back and forth with opening and closing and all of that. But it was still worth it. I still had that flexibility. It didn't make any sort of long-term impact on my shop or my sales or my success or anything. My shop has been exponentially more successful since I opened it back up after that baby, but that baby is four now, so it's been a little while. Um, And I don't close it regularly for vacation mode. I actually have not closed it for vacation mode in the past four years, but that's because I have structured it with my turnaround time and my expectations from my customers and my communication and stuff that I can go on vacation and the business is okay. I leave my shop on vacation. I mean, we never go on vacation for more than like a week at a time. So, you know, I'm not like going on any kind of six week long vacation or anything like that, but I can go on vacation for a week and have my shop still open, take those orders. I work on them when I get back. My turnaround time is long enough that I'm able to manage those and I'm not totally inundated. So this has ebbed and flowed through many seasons of my life. If you know the backstory of when I started, I started when my oldest child, who's eight now, was one. And I was pregnant with my second child. So since I've had my Etsy shop, I've had two more babies and they were babies and then they were toddlers and then they went to preschool. And now my older ones are school age and every season of life has brought challenges and changes, but the shop has worked around my family and my season of life versus the other way around. And that season of life is always changing, especially when you have kids And so I just think it's such a phenomenal part of having an Etsy shop and being a small business owner in that way that would not be true if you had something like a brick and mortar shop. You wouldn't be able to just say, hey, I'm going to shut down this shop for six months while I go on maternity leave. So that is such a benefit and it's so amazing for us as women and as mothers to be able to have that flexibility and then it just picks right back up where you left off when you open it back. So it may take a little bit of time to get that ball rolling again, but it's not like you've done permanent damage to your business. The third thing that I love about Etsy is that it can be done from home. 
This can actually be kind of a good and bad point because if you're like me and you kind of have workaholic tendencies, it can be kind of bad to have it staring you in the face all the time. When I first started on Etsy, I had an embroidery machine that sat on a desk in my bedroom and I worked out of, we had this little sitting area place in our bedroom and that was my workshop and it was such a mess all the time. There was always fabric and thread and just crap everywhere and every day when I walked into my bedroom to go to sleep or to brush my teeth or to get dressed or whatever, it was like staring me in the face And I did not like that because I just always felt like there was more to do and I could never like turn it off. Now I have a separate bedroom that's completely separate from the rest of my house. It's in the basement where there's no other bedrooms. So I can shut the door, I lock it, I'm not looking at the stuff all the time and I can kind of have that separation a little bit because I don't come into the basement very often other than to work. So I think that having that work from home job though allows you to have so much more flexibility with what you're doing. Sometimes I do wish I could go to an office and not work from home just to like get out of my house and not be in my basement all day, but it also allows me this opportunity to, you know, sometimes get stuff done while I'm home working. I can fold laundry on my lunch break or clean up and not spend that time in the car driving back and forth to work. It's also allowed me to have flexibility when something changes in my life and I need to be able to be home more. Like recently in the um, summer, we got a puppy, Daisy, And so now I can be home to let her out during the day or, you know, to take some time and take her for a walk or whatever. She's not stuck in a crate all day long while we work from seven to five or whatever. Another part of that is that now that my kids are older and they're in school all day, I am, you know, structuring my day to assume that they're not going to be home, but they're sick a lot because they're kids and Jeremy. And so when they are home sick from school, I'm still able to work and get some stuff done. Usually not quite as productively as I can when they're not here because they do distract me from getting stuff done. But it's not like I have to take the whole day off and then I show a backup the next day and I'm so behind and all that stuff. So it is just so flexible for me. And that does add so much to our ability to manage my husband working a full-time job and having three kids and two dogs and me also working a lot as well. The next part, number four, is that starting your Etsy shop can be the jumping off point for almost anything that you want to do or anywhere you want to go with it. When you dive into the opportunity that Etsy allows, it can take you in a bunch of different directions. Mine started out with Funky Monkey doing burp claws and bibs, and then I did a lot of holiday shirts and I focused on that. Now I mostly do baby blankets and bunnies that have the name monogrammed on their ear. It's a lot more narrowed down, but I also do the Etsy coaching, which has grown from having this successful Etsy shop and is something that I never envisioned 
when I started my shop back in 2012, I didn't even know that opportunity was there or that I don't even know if it really did exist in 2012. But I've also seen this with other people. I have a friend who sold a physical product and now she transitioned it into a digital product because she had a baby and she needed something that was a little bit more passive and less time consuming. I had a student who sold one product and she started her shop with it and then she pivoted and she changed to be able to scale her shop more and to profit more. And now she does a ton of stuff on Instagram with people because she was really successful promoting her shop on Instagram and she really loves social media. So you are never married to what you start out with. Entrepreneurs are never married to what you're doing right when you're starting your shop and right in the beginning. And also, I don't think that you should be married to it. The vision shouldn't stay stagnant for what you want and you should allow it to ebb and flow and change as you go and as you grow and as you know more about what you want, whether that is staying in the physical product realm, which most of us will do, but maybe changing from one product to the other or one collection to the other or really diving into one collection and building your shop around that. You can't be so married to an idea that you're not willing to change and pivot and allow that to kind of flow as your customers are requesting new things and as you're getting feedback from people about what they actually like to buy and what they are looking for from you. My number five is that Etsy has a very low startup cost. Think about in the past with starting a business, people would have to have a business plan, they would have to get funding or rent money or a loan or whatever, they would have to rent a commercial space, which is usually not cheap, they would have to get a cash register, utilities, employees, unless they want to be there like 24 hours a day, they would have to be have inventory to stock a whole shop. Now you can open up a shop on Etsy, you pay a 20 cent listing fee and your risk is very low and your startup costs are very, very low. If you decide not to do it anymore or you're not successful with it, which you know we talk all the time about how you can make it successful if you're not having that success, but regardless, your investment in, in it from the get-go is so, so low. Now, I don't want to make that oversimplified and say that that's all it takes to build a successful business because there is so much more that goes into it than just, you know, paying that 20 cent listing and throwing something up on the internet and expecting that everyone's going to love it and you're going to sell a bazillion of them. But that's also true of a brick and mortar store as well. It There's a lot more that goes into the marketing and the advertising and really getting your name out there rather than just opening up a business and expecting that people are going to flow in and love everything that you have. So those startup costs, I think sometimes don't make people think through it all that well. This is something that I have seen with people that I've worked with in the past because it is such a low startup cost and the barrier to entry is so low in getting started, 
it sometimes makes people jump into it when they really haven't thought through what they're doing. They haven't thought through their products. They haven't thought through the business side of it. It is transitioning from a hobby to a business, but they're not really making that mental transition. So that is something that I work with people a lot on in my course, Etsy Roadmap to Success, to really get that mindset, the business mindset, and be thinking about how are you making a profit with this? How are you taking that money from the business and actually paying yourself a wage or a salary that is worth the time and the effort that you're spending into this and how can you scale that business? The other part of these low startup costs and low inventory costs is that it allows you to have such higher profits because you don't have so much overhead. You're not paying that rent. You're not paying for the cash register and the utilities and the employees and all of those things that add to your business but don't actually add to your bottom line necessarily. You also don't have to have as much inventory because the turnaround, you know, you can give yourself a window of turnaround that you could order more inventory if you ran out or whatever. You don't have to have as wide of a variety as you would if you had a brick and mortar storefront. So that overall, it just saves you so much money and it allows you to have really healthy profit margins without that profit being eaten up by those overhead expenses. Along those same lines, it also has a very low technology knowledge to get started. It has a low threshold of technological ability. And I can tell you this from experience because I am not tech savvy. I don't really like technology. I don't like to have to sit and try and figure out a new program on a computer or to piece together things. If you've ever tried to like build a website or something that is like my nightmare, I hate working on stuff like that. So Etsy allows it to be so simple. You don't have to be tech savvy to get started. The platform makes it so easy to just, you know, put your shop name, your icon, your about me, your policies. They actually have a template for policies that they want you to use. And then you can add in the other things that you want to add in. But You just put up your listings and you market yourself in that way, but they do the marketing and the search engine optimization for Etsy as a whole. You don't have to master backlinks and getting found in Google and ranking in those search engines and all of that. And this is one of the reasons why I normally discourage people from opening up their own website where they're going to host their products on their own website, like a Shopify store or whatever, is because that search engine optimization and that ranking in Google is kind of hard to get. And it is not easy to get ranked well in the search engines, and it isn't going to be something that you're going to be able to outsmart Etsy. Etsy is always probably going to rank better than you do with your own shop. So when somebody is searching for a monogrammed baby blanket, those Etsy listings are going to rank higher than my individual shop. However, my shop can rank within the Etsy rankings, so that can help me to get found on Etsy. Everything is so self-explanatory and easy with your shop setup, and you can have a business up and open in a day or a weekend. Sometimes I do think, like I said, with the low threshold of costs that are involved in it is that that low sort of engagement in the technology or investment in that technology makes people underestimate exactly how much work it actually will be. 
It is a job to run a shop. It is not easy to run a shop that is successful. I will say that. Like it is, I mean, I don't think the technology is difficult. It's not difficult to, you know, put new listings up in your shop and all of that. But it's not easy to have thousands and thousands and thousands of sales on Etsy. It's not easy to have a successful shop. So I don't want you to think that I'm like sugarcoating over it and like you're just going to build this shop in a weekend and it's going to take off and you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not easy to get to that point. It is simple, but not easy. So that it does require work. It requires you to think about it like a business. It requires you to have a plan for the step-by-step process that you're going to get there. But that technology, getting over that barrier of just the technology and the computer and the backend stuff, Etsy makes that part of it so much easier. You don't have to worry about it. They've just taken care of it. The last reason I love it, and I touched on this a little bit when I was first getting started in this episode, is that you have complete control over your shop. Unlike being an employee or being in a multi-level marketing, you're in control. It is your brand. You are marketing your products. You are the visionary. It is your business. You are truly a small business owner. You're not an employee. You're not a salesperson. You can close up your shop for a month. You don't have to meet quotas. You can run your business however you want. You can close it down every weekend and not take any orders on the weekend. You can only answer messages once a day. You're the only one you have to be accountable to other than also obviously your customers. You do have to get your products out and make your customers happy. But you have the creative vision and the ability to chase after your dream. And when that dream changes with the products that you're making or the amount of time you want to work or the amount of income you want to bring in, you have the ability to chase after that and to change that vision and that dream as you go. And the other part of that, the flip side of it, is that you're also responsible for your business. You're responsible for the success of your business and the desire and ability to take it in the direction that you want. If you want a full-time income, you're responsible for figuring out how to make that happen and how to market yourself and to figure out your customer base and all of those things that go into it to have the success that you want. So that can be kind of a double-edged sword because you have the total creative freedom, but you also have the total responsibility. Nobody else is gonna, you know, email you and be like, hey, Lauren, I noticed that you're really not making very many sales this month. How can I help you to do that? No, nobody's gonna hold your hand while you're doing it. Although I do my best to hold my students' hands as they walk through Etsy Roadmap to Success And I do my best to, you know, be that cheerleader and that helper and that manager or visionary of where you're going with it and to help you, I guess, mentor is a better, really a better word for it, but to help you in that direction. But ultimately, it is your responsibility and it is your creative vision that you're expressing on the internet for everybody to buy that wants it. So that is an exciting opportunity because there is not that many other places online or even offline where you are able to just jump into this and then create whatever you want to create and also change it as you go. You know, you're not stuck selling the same thing forever if that's not where your passion lies or if you figure out that you want to go in a different direction. 
If you are wanting some help and wanting a mentor and a helpmate, a business bestie to get you started and have that accountability and that help and that advice, and also loads and loads of encouragement, I would love to have you join my master class. It is located at crickets2chachings.com. There are time slots that you can sign up and that class is starting tomorrow. So don't delay in getting signed up for that. Crickets2chachings.com. I would love to see you there and I hope when you log on to that, you will tell me that you came from the podcast because I do love to get that feedback and I love to hear people that are enjoying the podcast and want more information about how to be a bigger part of the community and to really chase after those dreams. Until next time, I hope this has been helpful and I will talk to you soon. Next week, we'll be back same time, same place, and I will see you then. Bye for now.